You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashless Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Ben Guyton, also known as The Dude Abides. Hey, what's going on everybody? Glad to be back. Yes, and Kinder could not be with us tonight. He is having computer issues. Might be a GPU issue. Kind of serious. So pray for Kinder. Prayers in the air for Kinder. Whatever you pray to. Yeah. <laughs> to the, the yeah, gods we'll f- of PC Master Race. Yeah. Look down upon us. <laughs> Have mercy. Have mercy on Kinder. <laughs> so hopefully uh, he'll be back with us next week. Um, but this is episode number 137. We are recording on December 11th for release on December 12th. There's not much news going on, but we do have some things to talk about. Blizzard kind of broke their silence on why they've been silent. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, obviously, Winter Wonderland came and additionally some patch notes with it. And now there's just this rework Mercy movement that we're going to talk about. Uh, spoiler alert, it's just the same thing Mercy means or people who play Mercy have been complaining about for months now. So I n- don't really expect for us to talk about what they're talking about because we've talked about it already. But we're going to talk about what might actually help out Mercy other than bringing back five-man bridge, you need bigger imaginations, people. Bigger imaginations, okay? But well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and we do have a community question, so we're going to try to fit all that into this show. Um, uh, before we do all that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So, you know, if you enjoy the show, you want to keep up with what's going on with us, just follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. And we would love to have you join our Discord community, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. I'd also like to thank any returning listeners you know we're able to do this every week because you guys listen other than that we just be talking to nobody and that's lonely and we're not lonely because you listen so whether it is your first re-listen or your 136th re-listen thank you guys very much got two new twitch subscribers uh xj97 i think he subscribed last week during the show and also bull1112 thank you very much no new patrons and no community feedback this week. So let's just hop into our quick update, which is Blizzard addresses their silence. So on the forums, somebody made a post that said, I don't like developer silence. Um, and, you know, that was kind of it. It was kind of funny because he was just like, yeah, I don't like developer silence. And uh, then Jeff Kaplan actually responded and I mean, I guess we're happy that he responded just to let us know that they're actually listening. They're doing stuff, which I guess we kind of expected them to do stuff, but it's whatever. I'll just read his response 
stop rambling here. Um, he says, hey, sorry, we don't like being silent. That's not our intention. We've been trying to show up on a sorry, show up more on various streams. We have our creator residency now at Blizzard where streamers hang out with us. Plus, we did a bunch of streams at BlizzCon. Maybe you missed those. We're also in a bit of a heads-down mode trying to get a lot of work done. We also had a few people traveling over Thanksgiving holiday. We're based in the U.S., and took advantage of the slow week to allow developers to work on whatever they wanted. The end result was pretty cool. We explored new game modes, new features, and new engine tech. It was all really rough, because, but some of the prototypes will actually turn into features someday. I guess mostly we don't have many uh, big newsworthy things to announce or talk about right now, so we're more focused on getting stuff done rather than anything else. Roughly, this is a sample of some of the work we're doing. Top secret stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Hero balance. I actually think we're in a better spot than these forums will have you believe. Quality of life features, UI updates, etc. New hero prototyping and development. New game mode prototyping. Don't expect to see these soon. Feature development. Ongoing event support. Skins, etc. More top secret stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Top secret stuff I'm not supposed to talk about. So, that's... uh. That's He's really, really driving home that the secret stuff he can't talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I get from this post, I mean, obviously, Overwatch is, is it's not like the Overwatch developers are just sitting idle. We know that they're not sitting idle. But the fact that we haven't really gotten any news about anything leaves us kind of in a cold spot. Like, well, what is going on? And the fact that they're not talking about anything tells me like we're off we're way off from anything big right i honestly don't expect to get big news about overwatch this is my personal expectation until next blizzcon that's when we're next blizzcon we'll probably see a new game mode probably a new game mode at next blizzcon um we were probably going to get some new features after the anniversary maybe i'm not really expecting I'm not expecting anything from Overwatch big until the anniversary. I think not because the anniversary is just because of the time period that we're off. I think at this point they're, they're gearing up to get ready for season two of owl. Like that's, that's really important to them to have a strong showing right out the gate um, and keep that momentum train running. I mean, everything else that they've been working on, they've been working on it, you know, and I'm actually surprised he responded (laughs) to this at all. Um, and right. I, I kind of agree with you after kind of the letdown that BlizzCon was as far as info. I mean, there's nothing to talk about except a new hero. And then that was about it. Right. Um, well, the thing about Owl, right? You know, I'm sure they do have some resources helping with Owl, but Owl has its own dedicated team. They took true. people from the Overwatch team and dedicated them to that team to help with the Owl stuff. So, you know, Overwatch is a, is a big success. We kind of talk, I'm surprised that it's still only a team of 100 people, but or over a little bit over 100 people, but it's 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 whatever at this point. Um, they in order to actually the one of the best things for Owl would be to bring more people into the game, make the game interest more interesting. You know, um, I'm not going to sit here and talk about why they need to make PVE content because we already know that they're not. Like I don't even think that's something that they're they're working on anymore based off of Jeff Kaplan's comments around BlizzCon talking about, you know, if they did it, it would probably be a different game, <laughs> you know, or be a different client. Like that, that kind of tells me, okay, they're not going to do it or they're not working on it right now. Um, 
new new hero prototyping, that's going to be a constant thing. And I kind of wish it wasn't, to be honest with you. I kind of wish it wasn't because I kind of wish they would take those resources and work on better uh, game balance or make sure, you know, working on these uh, these fixes or take those people and put them on uh, making new maps or making new game types. You know, I was just going to say, I'd rather see more frequently added maps than heroes at this point. Um, yes, we, I would love to have one more support and one more tank um, to help anti CC. And after that, just kind of pump the brakes on heroes and focus on map design, do some reworks um, like they've done on Horizon uh, Lunar Colony and stuff like that. And then keep pumping out some new stuff, because what do we have for King of the Hill Four now? I think there's four in total. Um, right. You know, and I think three for uh, two CP. Like, that's just not enough. Yeah. That's, it's right. not enough. You know, there needs to be more than that. Um, yeah, to keep the game more relevant and more playable. And I, I noticed someone in the chat earlier saying, "Like, what's up with my friends list? I have five pages of friends, and I never see more than three to five people on." You know, that's that's going to happen when a game's two and a half years old. Um, it's inevitable. But I think they could do some other things outside of recycled updates, like Winter Wonderland, to bring a bigger population of people back. Um, right. In Blizzard's defense. They're not charging us for this extra content that they give us. It's free. They just, here you go. You paid $40 yeah. once in a blue moon ago. Here's some more stuff, just extra skins and all that. Um, but I'd be more than willing to throw some money in if they said, like, we're going to bring back the um, archive missions and have it as a re regular playlist with maybe, you know, modifiers you can choose to put on there or stuff like that. Um, I'd be more than willing to put money in if they could dedicate resources to putting something like that in in addition to what this is. And if it has to be a separate client, then so be it. Um, but, you know, I think it would behoove them to bring more people back. It would definitely help. I think, you know, one of the reasons why Overwatch loses people uh, is because of the the experience, right? And I think that it's, and it's actually in the area where most people play, and that's in like the gold, platinum, maybe a little lower area. I mean, I played with Fozzie last night, right? And Actually, I played with Fozzie and a few other people. I had to play at least 10 Overwatch matches last night. We only won one. And in that one game we played, all DPS. Everybody played DPS on our team. The other really? team had a, had a team comp. The other team had a team comp. All DPS. I went Ash. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. The only game we won all night. And it was funny because when we actually stopped trying, that's when we won. Right. But when we were playing the game the way the game was meant to be played, we couldn't get our teammates to play with us, you know? And, and we're, okay, we're playing in a lower ELO. I expect certain things to happen in a lower ELO. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like, they were just not cooperating at all. We had teams of throwers playing with us. Like this is in this was like in low gold ish area, and dude, it's just that stuff. Like if I didn't know what it was like to play with a six stack, to play in higher elos, because it's not perfect, but it's definitely better. It's better. definitely better for sure. It's, it's definitely better, not perfect. If I didn't know all that, 
I'll probably quit Overwatch. You know, one of the things that keeps me in Overwatch and keeps me going is one, I'm an Overwatch content creator. I, I, I do an Overwatch podcast. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of that strings you along for a bit longer. But if I, dude, if I was going one through 25 right now, I don't know if I can get to 25. I don't know if I'll get to 25 because well, of the way the game So plays. I'm in, I can speak to this a little bit because I just started a new account. Um, quick play is abysmally bad. It, it's not fun. Um, there's no such thing as a team comp at all. Everyone picks whatever they want. It's just 1v1s all over the place. Um, it does not resemble anything that Overwatch wants to strive to be. Um, right. So I agree with you. If I was new to the game and I had to go from 1 to 25 to get to the point where I wanted to improve and play competitively, I don't know if I could do it either. Um, right. Because I just basically at this point play free for all um, just to work on my aim and mechanical skill and plan on going one through 25 on that because quick quick play is just really really bad man yeah like it's i think you know and i don't want to turn this into unless it's just rag about the bad things right um i think the what they should be focusing on as opposed to just new characters it are features to help with that right features that help players engaged in the game better you know social features like we've, we've talked about that to death at this point we need better social features like a clan system or something like yeah. that uh so you know a feature like that would help um features that enable players to learn the game a bit better perhaps better better matchmaking you know if that might help uh even like you know you take it out of destiny's book you know destiny has the with those game guides that you could do like if Guided you're going to like a guided games and stuff like that oh man you know? the thing is so broken though <laughs> yeah it's broken yeah the concept is good it's a good it's, it's a broken. great idea um but yeah. you better be willing to sit in that queue for an hour and hope some french from friendly nice people decide to carry you along right yeah that's that's kind of the thing like it's it's a good con- like i'm not saying that's the answer i'm just saying it's a good concept <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great concept i tried it yeah. for the first time when destiny 2 launched and this is when i was on xbox still and my clan i was in we were at the limit of 100 people um so we couldn't do guided games because we had the max so you're literally not allowed to do it right um so as noble as the idea of it was it definitely had some downfalls and some things they could have worked on yeah i don't even know what lfg is like right now because i haven't used the set i only used lfg when i was actually trying to climb for myself but two of the accounts i have right now i kind of use for practice <laughs> you know like I, I just i uh i actually i i moved my anna practice to my higher elo account and then i have the uh account that i practice my bad characters with <laughs> you know that's try to get better with them so so i only uh, um play with lfg i refuse to unless i'm just like two or three stacking with some buddies i lfg and at this point the only way i'll play because it's worked um i create a group and i'm very like strict with looking at people's stats and right. I just kick people repeatedly until I find like people that'll you can tell they're going to work together and they'll you like their hero pool and stuff like that and you know people I'm like okay you're not going to work they're like oh you're a dick I'm like I'm just tired of losing for people uh, yeah. people picking tank when it I can see your profile you don't play tank no but I did four seasons ago well that's not relevant anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't care I, I mean I played widow on xbox so, you know, it doesn't really matter. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So, like, this is not going to be a segment about all the answers to 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 the woes of Overwatch, but I think they should be analyzing that a bit better and maybe come up with features to or make changes to quick play that maybe incentivize people to play the game properly. Right. For my first thing would be take CP points out. Well, not necessarily out of um, competitive, but take that shit and put it right into quick play. And then, you know, when you get endorsed, you get CP, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, depending on the endorsements. Yeah. Uh, or when you win a game, you get CP. Uh, if you perform well, you get CP, you know, like stuff like that. Like just try to try to incentivize people to play quickly because you're right. If I'm a new player, if I just pick up Overwatch and I don't have somebody to guide me through this game, I'm not going to know how to play. And the way that Quick Play plays is uh, it's just not Overwatch. So that's what I would like to see them do versus just implementing, you know, new characters. And I would also like to see them implement more new maps, to be honest with you. I'd rather have three map releases than three character releases in a game. Same. Same. Because new heroes just bring so many different things to the table. And it's funny, in this ongoing conversation we've been having for three weeks, it just kind of drives home the fact that people that create games have a very difficult job to do. Here we are saying that we need to make certain game types more inclusive, while we just railed two weeks ago on how a comp needs to be less inclusive. You know, and I know there's two (laughs) different sides of the coin, but these are the conversations that, you know, the game designers have with each other. They've all had these talks before, you know, but they, there's a reason they make the games and we don't, you know, they've got tough decisions to make. Um, Luckily, they put out a good game. Could it be better? Sure. Um, but, you know, I still have fun with Overwatch for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I had to bring sure. it back. We railed on him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rail. Just like, I kind of wish they would no, focus know, on this. Just, just focus. Not, I hate you, Jeff. You killed my dad. Like, now, like, it's, <laughs> you know, so. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Winter Wonderland. And um, for those who don't know, if you weren't on the stream on Thursday night, I was petitioned by Bob to take it easy on Blizzard for Winter Wonderland. And I mean, I got to be honest, I'm not mad, right? I'm not upset that we didn't get a, a decent update. I'm not. Because proper expectations were set. Blizzard set proper expectations. Now, I will say this, as the length, I'm not going to call it a drought. We don't have a content drought or anything like that. But as as we continue in this march of not really having any changes, you know, we'll get new characters and that shifts the meta and stuff like that. And that shifts balance. That's one thing. But not really having any new changes to the game, anything implemented in the game. As that length continues, I am expecting something bigger you know, at least by BlizzCon last year, at least, no, next year, sorry, at least at BlizzCon next year, I'm expecting some type of news, even if it's just a new game mode and not an arcade game mode, I mean an actual game mode we can play in competitive, you know? The only game mode I want at this point is six-stack only comp. Like, that's all I could care about. If anything else they put out, unless it just blows me away, I probably won't care as much about because six stack only comp is all I want this game in this game right now. And it's, it's what's been the conversation all over the community for the past shit month at this point. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, but that's like I guess like a matchmaking match. That's just a different queue. They could drop yeah, that into the no, game more easily. But if they make that announcement at BlizzCon, I'm going to be upset. If that's the only thing they bring. Like, nah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Start flipping over desks. <laughs> Buy some tickets to go to BlizzCon HQ and complain in person. I'm, I am here I'm to still see waiting Jeff to see the, uh, like the tug of war game mode that you talked about probably a year oh, and a half with the, ago. With, with the payload? Yeah, yeah, because it, that'd be awesome. You know, like yeah. the mechanics are all in the game already. All you have to do is make a map that's kind of just a long lane with different areas of cover up and down, and it's very doable. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is very doable. I actually like their like so they had a prototype of a game mode where the control point moved, but the problem was that they couldn't make the maps large enough. I guess like that was the issue. Their engine is only made to de- is only developed to make maps of a certain size, right? Right. Um, so yeah, they didn't um they didn't put it in a game, but when I saw the images for it, I'm like, see, that's fucking cool. Like that, like with you where you capture the control point and the control point moves along a path as long as it's captured. So you basically know? a payload without moving cover. Basically, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's like that. And the enemy team, it's almost like the tug of war thing where the enemy team could come and capture it from you and it'll start moving in the other direction. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Winter Wonderland. Like I said, you shouldn't be upset by this. There's no reason to cry about it. There's YouTubers I've seen that are all like, I can't believe Blizzard's not doing anything with the events. Why can't you believe it? They said they weren't. You, I wouldn't expect anything new until archives. If we get to archives and we don't have a new archive, I'm actually going to be kind of pissed about that. Uh, but I really wouldn't expect anything. Like, what's, what's, what's next? Um, Lunar New Year? Nothing different. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything different. No, there's going to be nothing different. There'll be some new skins. Everyone who doesn't have a Chinese-themed skin will now have one. Um, right. <laughs> and that'll be that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting anything different. And I don't think you should either. And just don't be upset. Don't be upset. Just enjoy the new skins that you do get. You know? If you're listening to this show, you don't play Overwatch for skins. <laughs> you know, you don't play Overwatch for events. You don't. Yeah, you I play I, Overwatch because you really like the game. Go ahead. I literally could care less about skins or events. Like I play Overwatch because I want to continue to get better at the heroes I enjoy playing. I like challenging myself. It's a. I mean, we can go on about why we like Overwatch, but it's not because of these events, right? You know, Overwatch got us hooked in me two years ago, and they're still there for the same reasons. You know. I mean, and again, like what we talked about earlier, they set the expectations completely to where they're still at and they haven't asked for any money. They just continue to give us free skins basically quarterly, um, not to mention all the Overwatch League skins that they put into the game. Um, they, as far as games as a service, there's a lot more games out there that give you a lot less um, for more money, you know, so I don't. I don't see the outrage that people get when these events come out. I just, you're not playing this game two years into it for events. You're just not, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't like, I'm looking at the chess as uh, Mr. Blue says, I feel like a crazy person for consistently believing OW should be free to play and skin slash gun based. If they wanted to start charging for skins, I actually wouldn't care. As long as they still had the, um, 
credit system in the game where you can still get skins if you wanted to. You know, I don't care about that. It, uh, credits and loot boxes, if, as long as they still had that, I'd be fine with it. Because um, it's in the game, if you take it away, that's kind of that's kind of shitty, right? Uh, but, you know, if they want to say, hey, if you want this skin directly, just pay five bucks and bam. I'm surprised they don't allow you to buy credits. Just allow people to buy credits in general. And I think that will be fine. The reason I don't want to go free to play um, as a whole is uh, actually the the uh, the point that Aloof makes is that you get a ton of little kids. And not just little kids, but just get a, a huge uh, influx of players. And we already have, with, even with the players we have in Overwatch, we have a problem with Overwatch education, right? And then you're just going to have people who really don't give a fuck. And then if you think the Smurf situation is bad now, just imagine if it's free to play. What I wouldn't mind is if they did make it free to play, but people who were free to play could not play competitive. If you want to play competitive, you have to actually purchase the game. I was thinking the same thing, because if you let that mass of people into the game, it'd be great for the population. And if you just leave it at level 25 comp, then comps just destroyed at that point, at least probably low, like mid plat and down. It'll just be overrun with people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. And it's already like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. My, I, the, the, I'm not even really concerned with the kids themselves, right? It's the more, it's the influx of people who are just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to go in this game. I'm going to fuck around because I don't care about it. Like, I don't want those people in comp. You put those people in quick play, no problem. Overwatch free to play, quick play, bam. No issue. Not in comp. <laughs> like, yeah. no, stay out. Stay out. Well, and I think an easier lawn. way to fix that. Um, is raise the level of like being able to play in comp to level 100. Um, like make it free to play. Who cares? And make it you have to get level 100, and then you can play comp. Because after wish that on my worst enemy, right? <laughs> but the people playing with comp, they they'd be there for a reason. You know those kind of those lock the, those stop gaps keep people from just casually playing and sauntering into comp for uh golden guns you know i think that kind of fixes it right and uh, i know you just uh mr Boo just brought up you know csgo um but i'm pretty sure like for csgo going free to play they have prime account matchmaking only so if you bought the game you can be um you know prime you can be in that queue for prime only correct i mean that's how, i'm pretty sure that's how that works you go in prime only um but that's what i'm saying like if you went free to play, fine. But just you got a section off competitive fish strangler. What is going on, bud? All right. So let's finally get into Winter Wonderland. Why don't we, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so for Winter Wonderland, uh, actually, I pulled up the wrong thing. I pulled up the patch notes and now Winter Wonderland. But uh, for Winter Wonderland, we obviously got a bunch of new uh, skins. This is kind of standard procedure now, right? Where. Uh, we get about eight new legendary skins, or eight new skins. Actually, we got nine new skins this time. Usually, we get eight new skins in an event, but we have yeah nine new skins, including one for Ash, which I'm surprised they didn't. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't give her a legendary. Ash has a she has one called Winter, which is kind of it's cool. I get it, Winter, cool. <laughs> she has a winter one there. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I kind of like it, but I you know I'm not like dying over it. Um, 
Widowmaker. Is that a legendary? Is that an epic? That's a legendary. I don't really think it should be a legendary, but whatever. It's like she's like what a what do you call those people? Like what, what Olympic sport is it that they ski and shoot? What is that? Um, shit, I don't know. Yeah, it's like there's, an, a, there's a winter Olympic sport where they ski and shoot, so boom, there it I, is. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just can't think about it right now. Reinhardt got a uh, got he a new skin. Ornaments on him. Yeah, he's got some ornaments on him, like a big Christmas it's, tree. It's lame. It. The, yeah. It, if the hammer was a Christmas tree, I'd be all about it, but it's not, <laughs> so I could care less. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a uh, Symmetra got a new one, which she's a figure skater. Okay. Bastion got a gift wrap one, which is, that's also epic, not legendary. The Krampus one is kind of cool. I guess if you play Junkrat, it looks cool, but I don't really play Junkrat, so I don't care where he's like, actually, I don't, I don't even know what Krampus, I, I know it's like a German thing, right? That's what Krampus is. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm still yes. in the camp of like nerf Junkrat into the ground because I still hate him, <laughs> but uh, they consistently give him really awesome skins. Right, right. Um, he's got some of the best skins in the game, and it frustrates me every time I see him. Yeah, and I do like both the Lucio and the Zarya ones because the Lucio Snow Fox one looks cool. Yeah, and I'm actually is, gonna be pretty cool. I'm gonna be starting to play Lucio more very soon, so I'm like, if I can get that on my Prax account, that'd be pretty nice. And there's Snowboarder Zarya. I can't see the back, but somebody said she has a tail. But basically, she has like a, the hat she has on is like a bear. So that's oh, kind of cool. I didn't know she cool. had a tail. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I need to see the gun too because this, just based off of the skin she had, I don't think it should be legendary. Like, just with, no, based off of the look I see here, it's just it like a color like swap epic. a little bit. Um, and everything looks a little sweat panty almost right. you know it's got that kind of fluffy to it yeah i mean i just I, that's why i have to see the gun right because the gun is usually like one of the big things you know that's the beyond the gun is see. one of the most yeah that's what i see that's that's one of the that's most all important you get things to see is yeah the actual, is the actual gun so um that's fine then the uh, Mercy has a legendary sugar plum fairy. That's cool, but like I don't play Mercy. I and actually we're gonna talk about Mercy in a little bit here. Mercy and her current, not in her current state, but just the way you play her in general, or the theory behind playing her, I just can't keep. I can't play her. Cause I get so bored playing her. And we're gonna get to that in a little bit. And then I already talked about the Ash. So then all the other winner, winner, all the other winner skins. Uh, the highlight intros are kind of cool too. There's some new highlight intros. One with Hammond, where he strings up Christmas lights on his. Uh, oh, that makes sense. On his uh, mech, but other than that, all the other highlight intros are the same. And I think they uh, they missed an opportunity big time by not doing like a cool runnings skin on Lucio. Um, yeah, I think he <laughs> he could do a really cool skin with that. But the one they gave That'd is nice. Funny. Yeah. Uh, and there's a tour, there's a new Torb emote, which is kind of funny with the, he has a bunch of little turrets that run around him. It's called my babies. So that's funny. That would be scary if they put that into the game though. <laughs> that's his ultimate. He just throws out a bunch <laughs> of little turrets, turrets all over everywhere. the place. Yeah. They and love talking new- about how many kids he has. Yeah. <laughs> they really drive it home. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a new Genji one where he uses his knife or a sword to what do you call what he calls things when people cut out shapes and it stays on the same piece of paper? I don't know what that's called. I can't remember. But uh, I mean, that's 
I don't know, man. Yeah. But I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like I said, I, Diorama? I was Diorama? Is it one of those? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um yeah, that's like I said, I wasn't expecting much. They didn't bring much and we just continue as normal. This is just kind of like a bonus. I wouldn't be too worried about it. But let's go ahead and hop into the patch notes. Now, there have been some looming patches that we knew were coming that are finally in the game. However, I like to bring your attention to the most important patch that has happened in the in the last several months, okay? Bob will now have a golden tent when <laughs> Ash equips her golden weapon. <laughs> there you go. Have a nice day, folks. That's that's the end of the show. That's it, because I don't know, I don't think we can top that. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, so, developer comments for our final technical audit on Ash character package allowed us to implement a feature we talked about several times during Bob's production, making him part of Ash's golden weapon is a great way to celebrate our favorite big Omnic Butler and let players show off their hard-earned competitive points each time they summon him into the battlefield. Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, let's not adjust him at all because he's a he's a, he's a game-breaking ult, but whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah. So, I, moving on. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think if they just made it so she can't charge her ult while he's out there, then I'd be okay with where he's at. Like that little bit of a tweak. And I think I'm fine with it because after two weeks of playing with him, people have figured it out of how to kind of work around seeing it on the field. I mean, at least I've seen it. He's not as a destructive of force as he was when he first came out in comp. And I think that's it. That's all they really need to do. And it would be more, um, more tolerable. It's just kind of a zoning ult at that point. As long as you get out of the way, he's there for five seconds, and then, okay, cool, he's gone. Right. They also need to make it so that Ash cannot gain ult charge while he's on the field. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be happening. Well, but, that, that's basically what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. She can't get ult yeah. while he's out there. That 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 mechanic is broken. Right. It doesn't work like that well, with any anyone else, I don't think. Yeah. So... I don't want to turn into another Ash Bob conversation, at least not now. I'm pretty sure we'll have one of those in the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, so Bastion, his uh, buff came through. Uh, his recon configuration, his ammo was increased from 25 to 35. So now you can miss more if you couldn't shoot with him before. <laughs> and um, his sentry weapon spread has been decreased by 33% while firing. And here's the developer comments. Bastion could use a little bit of an offensive boost to balance out how vulnerable configuration, recon, bulky size, and sentry's stationary nature make it. As a reward, surviving in spite of these weaknesses, we gave Bastion a lower spread in sentry to make it more effective at, at farther ranges than it was previously. The fucking reward for Bastion surviving those was the fact that he would, his bullets and recon are a hammer. Are a hammer. If you two shot burst or even close to three shot burst, like you are accurate with him. He's a hammer, you know? And then in Sentry, you know, it balanced out a bit because, yeah, sure, he's in Sentry, he's vulnerable, but he is outputting so much damage, you know? So much damage. <laughs> so much damage. I don't understand why they continue to feel the need to make Bastion more relevant and more stronger or stronger than he is. Because he doesn't need the help. He's when he's used right, he's very difficult to deal with. 
Exactly. Lower tiers are already having an issue with him. Yeah. They're already, they're already having a major issue with him. And in higher tiers, he, he, he needs people to support him, which is fine. That, that balances him out to a degree. That helps to balance him. But they keep making changes to Bastion so that he could be played solo or he could just be played by himself. Nobody wants that. Like, not, why not are, even are you doing <laughs> Yeah, like not even Colorblind, who's a Bastion one trick. He doesn't trick. want that shit. He doesn't want that. You know, so, you know, they make him more powerful now, but they're making him even more powerful in situations where he's being double shielded, you know, like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And he, I, Bastion is not a character that you should, you should just be able to hop on and play without team work. He is a, he's a, he does massive amounts of damage. And he, you know, he he shouldn't just be allowed to free roam out there. I mean, not only does he have the big boxy frame, he also has more health than the average person. He can self-heal himself, too. And he takes lower damage when in that form. Like, exactly. all those things, in addition to what the damage he puts out, he's, he was fine where he was at. There's exactly. no need to tighten his spread. I right. mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, there's no need to do that. I mean, like, and even you might say, well, if he, you know, he can only heal himself a certain amount of time and eventually you can kill him. Well, if he's a smart Bastion, he'll be healing himself as he's working his way back to healers, if possible. Yeah. You know, and he stays alive. Like, it's it's ridiculous, and I'm just not looking forward to it. I honestly well, don't about, understand buffing the clip size on recon mode either. Um, it's like t- 25 I, was more than enough. I've never seen anyone actually have to reload. Because you don't need to reload because when you go in between forms, it reloads on your own. I've never yeah. seen anyone play Bash and actually have to reload in recon I had, mode. I mean when I do when I do bash when I do recon only bash and I have to reload because it's recon only. Well yeah, it's recon only. I mean <laughs> I ended up playing him on Mystery Free for All today. I didn't have to reload his gun once because and, and that was a thirty five. I never even got past like fifteen shots. Because you know you're you're taking a few pot shots here, and then you're switching back into form, then you reposition. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Yeah, they uh, Blizzard at some point really needs to get used to the idea that not all their characters are going to be viable in every situation. That mentality hurts the game. It hurts the game, you know. Uh, and I'll probably I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that, you know, a, a little later. You know, next update, I'm actually looking at Fist Strangler's uh, common and chases. Bastion has every single mechanic. Heals, shield, most DPS in game, na- now a head hit box, everything except CC. Give him flashbang with no cooldown as his melee. Dude, <laughs> that's the next step for Bastion, giving him a CC. <laughs> you know, giving Bastion a CC. And then he, like, it, it'll be complete. Like, it's like, oh, okay, well, if you're looking to ruin Overwatch, there you go. But uh, let's move on to Brig. Uh, so the faded, uh, you know, we, we poured one out for Brig before the show. We had 10 seconds of silence during the baseline. Because <laughs> here we go. Big Brig, Shield Bash can no longer travel or stun targets through barriers. Damage reduced from 50 to 5. That's huge. Because as a Reinhardt, because a decent Reinhardt now knows how to bait abilities, bait shatters, and just like, and, a, and a sh- baiting a shatters, you know. Um, probably a little easier than baiting a uh, brig stun and blocking because it it's so instant. Not to mention, uh, as we discovered through the uh, that Overwatch World Cup client, 
the Briggs stun hits you before Briggs character model actually hits you. I think it was like four, I think that like what Bob showed me was like four meters away. The hitbox for the stun is four meters away from the actual person, you know. So maybe that'll be a little bit difficult to do, but it's now it's still doable if, if you have your shield up. It's gonna save Winston's, I think, more so. Yeah. Like when Winston puts his shield down Absolutely. while Briggs is like going to stun. Uh, you know that that'll be helpful, but yeah, the damage is reduced from fifty to five. No more, uh, you know, comboing tracers. Like no more one like that that co- that tracer combo. No more. Uh, and the inspire cooldown has been reduced from one point five seconds to one second. Duration increased from five to six seconds, which means you get a total of a hundred heals per inspire um, versus eighty. So she's gonna heal twenty percent more. And I'm, I just want to read developer comments. Brig, a Brigitte's shield bass is a strong ability that often feels difficult to counter. The counter is staying the fuck away from Brig. But okay. <laughs> this change will offer new options for counterplay, enabling shield tanks to better protect themselves and their teammates. Reducing its damage reduces her total stun combo damage while potentially allowing Whipshot and her basic melee attacks to retain full, their full strength. Brigitte is a tank healer hybrid, and lately we've been reducing her effectiveness by lowering the power of her non-healing functionality. We want to make sure that she's still a viable pick, so we're increasing the uptime of her Inspire ability to help improve her overall healing output. Um, you know, I think I think she, she was... A, it's funny, because I think Brigitte was a bigger problem in the outer reaches of the SR, right? In super high tiers, where people are very effective, Brig is a huge problem. In lower tiers, Brig is a huge problem. But if you play in that like high gold, platinum, through even like I think you probably threw diamond. Brig ain't that big of a deal. Like you can deal with her. You know, I've seen tracers uh, you know, stay away from Brig and be effective. Obviously they can't be as effective as they were before because they have to watch out for her but you know they'll stay away from brig and still be effective uh, i see briggs die when teams coordinate you know but like i said in the, it feels like in the mid that so it's a weird thing right in that mid and part of the sr like she's not that big of a deal if you just let her go unchecked almost like any other character she's gonna be a huge problem right yeah, but if she, you address she doesn't her give me many problems honestly and i mean i play main tank and most of the people yeah. that are screaming about her are main tanks that are at the very high end. Like in where I'm playing at, I don't think she's that big of a deal. You bait out her stun and then you use your abilities. You right. know, I mean, it's the same as learning how to play against a Roadhog who waits to hook you when you fire strike or an Anna who sleeps you when you fire strike. You just have to keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Her stun is down. Now I can shatter. Now I can charge or do whatever I need. You know, it's, Right. It's just it's Man. just more mind games. It's more it, there's more than there's more to the Ryan v Ryan now than there ever was because it's Ryan v Ryan and Brig. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten used to, you know, like I'll ask the Brig stun yet. Has she used her stun like before yeah. I do something now? So, and the thing I think really think it comes to the point like it comes down to the fact that in that like hot like, you know, platinum diamond tier, right? You can you when somebody gets stunned, you can save them. You can save them, especially if like you're a Zarya or you're an Anna or something like that, right? But the the higher you go, the more effective the enemy team is going to be at 
using that against you and taking out that character. Yeah, you get stunned up there, you're dead. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think we're going to see less Brick play because let's be honest, it was super easy to play Brick. It was super easy to play Brick. I've just seen like DPS players when we need a healer or another uh, extra healer, boom, just go Brick. Super easy to play. Uh, you know, I don't really care what you say. She was a very easy character to play and switch to. And now that she's not going to be as easy to be effective. I picked her up the other day. I hadn't played yeah. her in months. I was on fire within 20 seconds. Like, yeah. And I literally was like reading stuff on my second monitor while playing her. Like just hold left click and every now and then click the right click and she'll bash someone that's you don't have to do anything to be effective. Right. You just really don't. No, you just kind of get in there. So, I mean, you she can exists. still. Yeah, <laughs> she can still stun, right? She can still stun, which is still huge. Yeah. You know, it's a really big ability. Somebody, if you get somebody who. um who needs mobility hammond tracer genji and you stun them you put them in place like that's still huge when it still so, is it has the capability of canceling a lot of ults i mean you stun a road yes. off from the side you know like it's still very powerful it's just there's a little bit of gameplay in it which is good <laughs> it needed to have some risk or reward for how powerful of an ability it is i mean aside yeah. from res it's one of the most powerful abilities in the game and it exactly. had no, and had nothing to counter it. You couldn't stop it, right? Without right. a very well timed Zarya bubble, and even then, like you said, with the hitbox, there's no way to guarantee you're gonna do it. Stop yep. it, yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's move to Doomfist. He got a nerf, a loss of air control. So for a rising uppercut, loss of air control duration lowered from three seconds to point six seconds. So when you get uppercut, you you will be able to regain control of your character more, which means you can move to the left, you can move to the right, uh, which should help. Uh, seismic slam, maximum range reduced from 20 meters to 15 meters, and target no longer lose air control while being pulled in. And media strike, the inner ring damage radius increased from 1.5 to 2 meters, so the, the, the area where he does his maximum damage uh well, yeah, I think the way he does maximum damage, that's a larger area. However, the outer ring uh, maximum damage decreased from 300 to 200. So it's a bit of a, um, you know, a, a, a change there. Uh, the developer comments, Doomfist high mobility allows him to engage and disengage from extremely long range. Decreasing the range of the targeted aerial version of Seismic Slam requires him to get closer before engaging an enemy and make it slightly harder for him to escape from combat. The loss of air control on Rising Uppercut was frustrating mechanic for players, but it allowed Doomfist to set up combos. We've found a decent middle ground by limiting the amount of time Doom has to line up his next move. The Meteor Strike changes will make it harder to secure eliminations on heroes without mobility abilities, such as Zenyatta or Ana, and while preserving its maximum potential, damage will damage when aimed well or when comboed with other bows such as graviton surge or sleep dart so i mean yeah i i have no problems with this it is a pain in the ass because you get a, a you know a decent doomfist in there and it's like you can't do anything as one of the other healers like i would have to i would have to switch which you can argue that this isn't a bad thing right so if we had a decent doomfist that was like just fucking up the back line you'd have to switch off to a character that could actually survive like a moira right you know, I would just hold my phase until the Doomfist would come up. He'd, you know, seismic slam me or put me in the air or upcut me, put me in the air, and I'd just phase out, you know. Uh, or you have Brig, had Brig, 
and you put your shield up while he's trying to do the other part of his combo. You know what I'm saying? Um, and hopefully you don't get hit into a wall. But yeah, I don't really have a, a, a problem with this. It was a little disproportionate because some people will argue like, well, you, it took skill to play uh, Doom. <sighs> it did take skill. It took practice to play him. But the amount of practice you had to put in to get that much value out of him, I think wasn't that much. It's kind of the same problem I have with Hanzo, right? Like, um, or I had with Hanzo when he had a scatter shot. People are like, oh, scatter shot takes so much skills. It, it, it's really hard to do. Dude, a couple of hours of practice with Hanzo, and I was hitting half of my scatter shots, like one shotting people with every other scatter shot that I did. Just a few hours. You know, once you get the, once you get the uh, you know kind of the motion down and the field down for it, so uh, I think Doomfist will still be viable if you put the practice in from. If you can still play Doomfist at a high level with this, if you can still play Doomfist well with this, you know it's gonna take more practice, but it'll be worth it, right? That's kind yeah. of the deal. He's still he's still living hell for Zenyatta. Even with this nerf, you know, like it makes Zenyatta very difficult to play if you're in the back and someone's not constantly peeling for you. It makes it very hard. Yeah. Yeah. So now McCree, his alternate fire damage increased from 45 to 55. That's when he does the fan the hammer. Uh, McCree's fan the hammer wasn't reliable against higher health heroes as it should be. Increasing its damage will make it more potent in close range engagements where it is intended to be most effective. Which is, this is funny because, I mean, how long ago? A year ago? year and a half ago? They nerfed Peacekeeper because it was melting tanks? Telling you, they did this because they don't know where he fits in with Ash being there. Because Ash is a better version of McCree now. So now they're putting McCree back into the tank buster role. Maybe and that's yeah. that's the only thing that makes sense because they literally said they nerfed that aspect of his kit because they didn't want him as a tank buster. That wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. But that's what everyone used him. You know, fan the hammer, roll, fan the hammer. Roadhog's dead. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I mean, I still see McCree it matches a lot. Actually, I see McCree in lower tiers, and I'm like, you should not be playing McCree. Oh, I see it all the time. And I tell people, I'm like, why not just play Ash? And they're like, oh, I can't shoot as well with Ash. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just a feel thing, because when I pick up Ash, I'm way more accurate with her than I ever am with McCree. Um, right. But I'm also used to, you know, playing a lot of shooters that zoom in, like Destiny, you know, so that, that feels right. more natural to me. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, soldier, we talked about this, this before. This is actually a buff from no longer it makes helix rockets lock onto enemies. Because what was happening uh, during tack visor? That's that 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 changes. What was happening during tack visor is that if you were shooting somebody, let's say they're moving to the left, your gun would stay on him, and he's a hit scan. That weapon's a hit scan, so it didn't make a difference. But his helix rockets would also lock in, and so you weren't able to. Um, maybe put rockets ahead of somebody because it would aim where they were and it'll go forward. So it was kind of useless. This is actually kind of a buff because you can put the gun in front of them and you know, you'll be okay. So that's, that's a little change. And then molten core damage increased from 130 to 160 per second. While the molten core damage pools were intended to provide players with tools for error denial, they weren't proving threatening enough to deter enemies for a significant amount of time because the damage was too low. Who like who the fuck is standing on the lava? <laughs> I get pissed because 
even if you stand on the payload, you still get affected by the lava. Who is standing on the lava? I'm like, oh, fuck this lava. Like, nobody. I have yet to see anybody just go stand in the lava unless they're fucking idiots, which has happened. It does happen. Like, I, I think you, I think <laughs> I, you can catch me on screen, it's on stream, saying something like, "Don't step in the lava," and then they die. Like you know, like it's like oh, I know on. everyone played the game. Like, don't step in the lava as a kid. It's yeah, the most like, like obvious thing to not do in a game, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's just, dude. It's why like th- this is unnecessary and then sometimes i wonder like what version of overwatch are you guys playing obviously several versions ahead of us but still <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what version are you playing but no whatever that's uh that's patch notes though that is the current version of overwatch you guys are playing so keep that in mind if you were abusing brig before might not want to do it now okay if Brig was your go-to pick, like, oh, why? I'm sucking right now. I just need to be effective. Nah. <laughs> you might want to, you might want to uh, start practicing on another character, okay? Uh, so let's move into the Mercy rework, right? And I don't want to spend too much time here. Oh, sorry, not the Mercy rework, but the rework Mercy movement. And I don't want to spend too much time here because I thought the rework Mercy movement was something new. And when I looked into it, it's just the same complaints we've been hearing for months since Mercy had her nerfs. You know, uh, people basically, they just want the old Mercy back. They want her old healing back. They want mass res back. You know, no. <laughs> like, no, like, no, it's not going to happen. She was nerfed uh, for a, a, a reason, right? Uh, because she was pretty much a must, a must pick. She was a must pick. Everybody had a Mercy because her healing output was the best, and she had res. It was a great kit to have. Um, And I think the problem with Mercy comes from the original thought process with Mercy, right? Like, or the original theory behind Mercy. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to try to remember the original, like, uh, support lineup, but I'm pretty sure it was Mercy it was Zen, Lucio, and Symmetra. I'm pretty sure that's that's the original lineup. That's it. I think I think that's it too. But I feel like we're missing someone. It feels like it, right? I mean, right now it's it's Mercy. Anna was Moira, the first new Anna. character. Yeah. So it just feels so, like she's been around forever. I mean, technically speaking, Anna came out a month after the uh, actually uh, a month and a half after the game came out so she's been yeah, in the it was game Lucio for Zen time. Mercy Sim you're right that's that's it so when the game first launched right Mercy was the only main heal in the game it was expected for you to have a Mercy in every game she was the only main healer cuz you had two off heals and Symmetra <laughs> you know in that category um to be fair, Symmetra gave out a lot of shields, but she, she was did not give a out healer. Shield. She was, not, she was a not a healer, not not at all. So, I mean, shit in that aspect, Torbjorn was a support player too, with all the shields and Scrappy throughout. Right. So you know, the original theory is like that she was she was it. She she was the player. She was the, the 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 character for people who didn't play first person shooters, who just wanted to heal. You know, she was that character. So that's what she did. She pumped out heels. That's what she did. Her whole kit revolved around support. And 
you know, built off of that. It's one of the reasons why, in my opinion, she's so boring to play because she's like, I think Fu said it on the prepare to attack. She's just, you have to play her like a fly. Like you basically, like when somebody comes over here, you go over there. When somebody comes over here, you go over there. You yeah. go over this way, you go that way. You just avoid danger. That's what you do when you're playing Mercy while healing people. Um, so I think she was hard to balance because that was the theory behind her original character. Then you, the game changed. Obviously, new characters came in uh, with different healing abilities. And because she was built solely to be a healer, and that's pretty much it. She had a little bit of utility with her, uh, with her damage boost. But let's be real, like you were jumping around healing people most of the time. It was hard to balance her and make the other healers, uh, you know, more viable, right? Like you'd see people switch between off healers, but why play any other healer besides Mercy? Like you definitely had that at Mercy, you know? Yeah, if you played Lucio Zen together, you just can't pump out enough heals. Exactly. I mean, the only time you would see someone not playing Mercy is before they had the one hero limit and you went double Lucio. <laughs> yeah. So I think in Mercy's case, like she either has to be super overpowered at the heels with the original theory in mind, super overpowered at the heels. And if you change that now, she's underpowered. She's underpowered because she doesn't have good utility. Now she has res. Let's be honest. She has res, which is a big ability and a first person shooter in general to be able to bring somebody back to life. You know, and especially in an arena shooter, kind of like Overwatch is, where the time to live is super high. She, that's that's a that's a huge ability. But I mean, who's to get reses off? Uh, you have to have good positioning. Uh, if you don't have good positioning, you're either gonna die. You're like now with I, I can't tell you how many mercies I knock away from their healing targets as Hammond. You know, especially in, in like lower tiers. Uh, so. When the res where it is now, you actually have to work with your team a little bit, like put a shield up, Zarya bubble me, like anything, you know, like it's better than what it used to be, which is what people are clamoring for, which is hide in a corner and you hear your mercy say, hey, everyone just go ahead and die. And then they, you know, they hit Q from behind a wall and everyone's back alive. But that was Blizzard's fault. That well, was it was, Blizzard. it was, but that's that what everyone Blizzard's wants fault. back, unfortunately. Right. That's, that was Blizzard's fault. And I say fault. everyone. I, the people I mean is the people who just miss playing Mercy, and that's all they want to play is Mercy. Right. Well, Mer- Mass Res got overpowered the moment Blizzard made her invulnerable during yeah. Mass Res. That's when it became overpowered. Because before that, because before that, Mercy's tried to do the same thing, where they would zoom out into the group and try yeah. to res, but they weren't invincible. They just get melted. All you had to do is watch for the Mercy and melt her. But as soon as she became invincible... When she was able to do that, that's when that shit started. Like, I'm going to be able to res you anyway. I just have to be able to get into the middle and, you know, hit Q. Um, but in terms of her kit now, yeah, she does have to work with the, with the group a little bit. What, you, what do you see most Mercy's doing? You know, uh, you see them, as soon as somebody dies, they res that person. Yeah. And then their tank dies next. Oops. Like, you know, people yeah. aren't necessarily using the utility that well. I think the thing about Mercy, right, to bring Mercy back or make her useful again, the answer is not her healing, and it's not res. It's not her healing. It's not res. It's not her ultimate. She needs better utility that would help with the game. We've already talked about the fact that there's not going to be less CC in this game. They're trying to reel in CC and make it more fair, 
But it's not going to be less CC in this game. There's going to be more CC. Right now, one of the only characters that can help other characters not get knocked around or not be affected by some CC. Because I'm pretty sure you still get knocked around if you're in Zarya's bubble and like somebody like Hammond knocks you around or something like right? Or I Lucio, so, yeah. Or Lucio, you know, boops you, right? What they need to do is give her utility to, or at least in my opinion, utility to help with that, right? So, and at that point, she becomes like an off healer, if you want to say that, right? But I mean, Anna, because even the reason why Anna is such a good pick is one, she does heal a lot. Don't get me wrong. But she also has great utility. Anna has an anti nade and she has a sleep. She's got to, like, you know, call that a CC or a root, you know, whatever. She's got that. That's good. Moira can heal multiple tanks at one time. That's another thing that Mercy can't do. She She's not good at healing multiple people at the same time. Yeah. Both Moira. Everyone else, other than Zen, everyone else can heal multiple people at the same time where she lacks that capability. And exactly. it made sense when she could pump out all the heals. Well, like she can do a lot of healing. It's only one person at a time. Now, you know, her healing is comparable to the other healers, but it's only one person at a time. Right, exactly. But I think if they gave her an ability, I, I think they get rid of Rez altogether. Because that's another ability that's been giving them problem. Rez has been giving them balancing issues with Mercy since the game came out. Well, since they made her invincible during Mass Rez. But, uh, you know, I think uh, they take just take Rez out the game. Just take it out, right? And instead, you give her an ability that allows her to almost Zarya bubble people, except she doesn't get charged for it. So I'm just going to throw this out here, and people can discuss it or let me know what they think. But an ability like this. Let's say you're targeted on one person as Mercy. You're healing them. But Mercy can still target other people. That's how GA works. Like when people are like flying away from somebody, but healing the other person, your beam is locked on them, but you still see the target locked icon on that person. Still keep that up, right? And instead of res, okay, when you hit E, she pulls out her gun and she cocks it to the side. All right. <laughs> that That's how I know. A developer is listening to this game when this happens, okay? She pulls out the gun, cocks it to the side, and she shoots uh, like a gel almost at an ally, right? She splooges on the ally. She splooges on the ally, right? right. And this gel, one, would make them invulnerable to CC, right? Two, cleanse any effects that are on them. So like, you know, anti or stuff like that. And three, have the damage they're going to take. And make it last for like two seconds or something like that. Two seconds, three seconds, something comparable to Zarya Bubble. You know? So that with that, because I, I love that idea. So to take it even further, um, with her ult, I feel like you could make a uh, similar to May's area of effect of her ult. Cast like a bubble similar to that where if you, as long as your teammates are in the bubble, they're immune to CC. For like a certain mm. amount of time, you know? Right. Well, okay, so Mr. Blue 22 just said have the damage plus all that stuff is alt level material. Zarya Bubble, they take no damage. Yeah, you don't take they any take damage. Those, and Zarya Bubble does all that. 200 HP buffer. Yeah, the Zarya Bubble does all that. It, like it, it, it cleanses. I feel, like I said, I, I have to double check, but um, I think the only CC that can affect you is like still a knockback. Right, you can get knocked back. I mean, um, May gets to and, do it 
and be invulnerable to everything and heal herself. Well, yeah. So in, in Miss Blue 22 says that's a very short amount of time. That's why I said two seconds. It's it's two seconds. Like that's what I said two to three seconds, right? So if three seconds is too long, two seconds, that's comparable to Zarya Bubble. Zarya Bubble lasts for two seconds. Unless you pop it. Now we can now I, I can flex on if on on the thing taking damage, right? But that's why I didn't that's why I uh I said the person takes half damage, not doesn't get is completely invulnerable. You know, so th- that's that's the thing. Um, but yeah, that's I, that's why I think it'll be okay if it only lasts a few seconds. And then it was like on a ten second cooldown, you know, or maybe make it comparable to Zarya Bubble eight second cooldown. I mean, I like it. I think it works well with it. Synergizes with a lot of different things. Um, with it being on a longer cooldown like that, you kind of have to manage it more so than you do other abilities. Like, is my Roadhog ulting? I need to give him this ability real quick. Um, you know, right. things like that, you know. Um, Doomfist is going in, and we need to get... It's the last fight. He needs to get this pick. I'm giving him the bubble so that he can't get knocked around. Yeah. Yeah, and that actually, he says, you know, it'll be good to see cleanses are cool counterplay, and it makes support feel like playmakers rather than babysitters. And I think that's kind of the key. Like, you're yeah. actually do, performing an action, right? And it it takes game sense. Like, it takes more game sense. And not saying that Mercy doesn't take game sense right now. She does. But it takes a different type of game sense. You know, I think it takes, like, situational awareness, spatial awareness stuff like that but now like i think you have to be more observant and it's like you know you're healing one person but you have five other teammates or four sorry four other teammates that okay who gets that who gets the gel you know who gets the gel but like i said the gun needs to be cocked to the side that's the only (laughs) way this can work at first, at first, I thought you were going to say she pulls out her pistol and pistol whips someone and that cleanses them. I was like, that's the most gangster thing I've ever heard. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, th- I think that like uh, an ability like that. I mean, it will make the game a bit more bearable. Like, I imagine if Briggs stayed in her current state, but you had another option besides Zarya to help you negate CC or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, to help you stay alive in those situations, you know? Like, Overwatch is a team game. They should be making characters and abilities that make it, that that work. And to make this game work like a team game, you know? Like, that Bastion shit they just pulled out, that's not some teammate shit. That's not how this should work, nope. <laughs> you know? like they, But they, I think they need to, add, you know, balance the abilities to work with your team. And I think that, something like that will be extremely helpful. I still think when they bring... Uh, their next uh, um, support character. I think this next support character will probably help with statuses and stuff like that. You know, uh, I, I think um, I think I still think that's going to happen. But of course, that's just yeah. pure speculation. You know. Now, with with all this in mind, with Mercy, do you, so every other off healer, even the main healers, they all have a defense to getting dived on. Um, like you know, Zen can kill you, Lucio can boop you. Do you think GA being able to fly away is enough, or do you give her some kind of stopping power? Who do um, you give uh um Mercy? Mercy stopping power? Do you I give her something, a- just something to maybe avoid getting dunked on that hard outside of just flying away? Because she's the epitome of like running from a fight, which 
to talk about what Mr. Blue is talking about. You know, a lot of support players want to make a play and Mercy's just have to run away and hide behind whoever's close enough. So do you give her something like with her Caduceus staff? Does she like whip it out and hit you in the head or something to throw, maybe give you some screen shake? Or like so a block you, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just just something, not necessarily like no ending I think, someone doing it. But I don't think Guardian Angel should go away. I think that's still a good mechanic. You no, know? no, I'm not saying get rid of it. I still think to have GA, but maybe I just have, I think brief. having GA and a block is too much. Okay, like, that's what I was going to say. You got to be able to kill her, right? Like you got to be able right. to kill her. Like <laughs> that's the thing. GA is is. Is a, and we're talking about Guardian Angel if you don't know what GA is, but GA is um, it's hard enough to deal with with a decent mercy, and it, it takes practice, but it should take practice, right? It's hard enough to deal with like that's one of like when I play Hammond, right? I don't waste a pile drive on mercy unless she is right underneath me, like that's the only time I'll pile drive mercy, but like other people like Lucio or Zen or something like that, I'll pile drive near them and then I'll kill them as they're coming down. But mercy, you pile drive her up in the air. She just looks to, to get to, she just looks at somebody and boom, she's gone. She's out of your, uh, out of your range. So yeah, no, I don't think she needs anymore. I think GA is, is perfectly fine for what, you know, we're looking, uh, you know, in terms of her staying alive. So, but I think that's for mercy. I think they need to give her better utility and that would help her more so than toying around with her healing again. You, what are you going to do? Move her up to 55 healing per second instead of like 60. Cause it was at 60. Now it's at 50 and it's a huge problem. Like give her more utility to be useful, not just in terms of healing. You know, I still think what, you know, you know, I'd love what the, and this will never happen, but I talked about it on the show before, is for her ultimate, they changed her ultimate to something called Angel of Death, and she gets dual pistols, <laughs> and she's able to fly around. A dual submachine gun is able to fly around and shoot at people. You know, she, it completely changes her kit, and it'll be fucking hilarious. That'd be awesome. Uh, she's dripping blood <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> oh, but it'll, it'll never happen. It's just a dream. Just a dream. But, uh, Okay. That's enough about Mercy. Let's go ahead and move into our community question, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up. So, Foomtick, I think I'm pronouncing that properly, he wrote into us, says, Hi, guys. I started playing Overwatch and Blizzard's Friends and Family Alpha Phase in 2015, but about a year and a half ago, I quit playing because of the toxicity of the community. I enjoy playing competitive, but for reasons that are unavoidable, I'm unable to use a mic. I played competitive a little bit during seasons one through three, mostly duo queuing, and stayed in high plat around 2900 SR. I stay in comms, listen to my team's shot calls, flex to different heroes when necessary, and am an overall good player. I recently started playing Overwatch again and have stayed out of the competitive stayed out of competitive entirely because I don't want to deal with people whining about me not having a mic. Blizzard seems to have done a lot to combat the toxicity that used to exist in the community. It's still full of assholes, just not as many. So I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful I can re-engage with the community and enjoy the game again. I recently discovered your show and will likely jump into Discord soon. What would you guys suggest for me to do in order to play competitively in an enjoyable way? How receptive will players in Gold and Plat be to queuing into games without a mic? How receptive would the Overwatch radio community uh, be to grouping with me despite me being silent? I'll address your last question first. If you hop into Discord and you want to play with us, like whether it's the host or the other guys in the Discord without a mic, I don't think that's a massive issue. Um, for me, it's definitely not a problem. 
I play tons of games where I see everybody in comms, but not everybody talks like two people, three people. It's very rare that I'm in a game and more than three or four people are talking, to be honest with you. Uh, where you get your whole team talking, unless it's like a six stack, right? That's a different story. But I, you know, I personally don't have a problem with it if it's somebody like you know that you know is at least gonna try, you know, that they'll listen and stuff like that. And it sounds like you'll listen. That's not an issue. Um, I don't think you're gonna get catch into, and you can, you know, just feel free to disagree with me, Ben. But I don't think you're gonna catch too much flack from, you know, even if you go solo queue. With people, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, why aren't you on mic? Why aren't you on comms? Why aren't you talking?" Especially in gold, but even in platinum, as long as you're in comms and you're listening, and maybe you even respond via text sometimes, like when somebody acknowledges or when somebody says something, you at least acknowledge it, like that F key or something like that. I think uh, I think you'll be okay. I don't think you're gonna run into too many people that are gonna cause uh, they're going to be toxic to you cause a problem to you just because you aren't talking you're at least listening that's usually the problem that people have even people with mics don't listen and that's a bigger issue than not talking <laughs> sometimes i would say yeah, um, i don't i don't think it's the end of the world um as long as you have one or two people shot calling on your team it's almost a detriment to have too many voices on the mic at one time yep um and correct me if i'm wrong but he's did he say he plays dps I uh, he did not say i don't think okay he, he flexed the different heroes when necessary he's a flex player okay well never mind um as long as you're not playing like main tank like if you're playing main tank you need to be on the mic in my opinion um but you know certain heroes certain roles their communication is less important on the mic and again as long as you can hear and it's on pc so if you're able to type in chat and say things like that i don't think it's the end of the world um, right. Especially if you have a reason that you can't be on the mic, then you know the you know so the the negatives to not having a mic are kind of apparent, right? Um, it does put you in a box as a player, right? There are certain classes that I think you should not be playing, like support. If you can't get on a microphone, I think support is a very tough class to play because how are you going to notify your team that you're being attacked by a Genji? Or uh, a Doomfist, or you're being flanked, or something like that. Like, how do you really let them know that uh, effectively? Like, sure, you can spam a button or something like that, but in the middle of a fight, they don't always hear that because they're hearing so many different character things going on. It's different to hear somebody's voice repeating Genji, 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 Genji. You know, um, that is like that. That like playing like supports would be really tough for you, and it's also like you you put yourself into a box because you can't but you limit the amount of roles you can do. I'm not just talking about roles in the game, right? Like you can't lead a game if you're not on microphones and yeah. that has won me games. Sometimes all your team needs is a good leader. And I've been in games like on my practice account where I'm not looking to gain SR. So I'm not really telling people what to do or where to go or something like that. But sometimes, you know, a little ice chip comes off of my heart and it, it, it you know, it, it warms up a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna tell them what to do. And I kind of <laughs> lead the game <laughs> at that point. But I mean, I went from a broken record here, 2,500 to diamond leading games as in yada, even inadvertently sometimes. So that's a incredible skill to have. Doesn't mean you can't play overwatch anymore, but it does mean that you kind of limit yourself there where you can't lead 
teams or if somebody's saying something wrong, right? If they're giving bad instructions or something like that, replying in text comes across way different than saying something over voice. So it also, like, if you want to interject in something or help with the plan, uh, you know, tell somebody that X is a bad idea, you know, you can't tell them. You also can't tell them, you know, enemy positions and stuff like that. If you notice that, oh, there, you, you see people are not paying attention to the Widowmaker that's, you know, on the right side in some map and the Widowmaker is wide open and she's going to be popping your your team and stuff like that. You can't really deal with that on comp. So it does, I think it, it definitely hurts you uh, uh, quite a bit to not be speaking on comms, but you know, you, you know, if you're listening, it, that's better than what you get with people that are on comms sometimes, but it just kind of limits you as a player. Um, and to be so. honest, in the beginning of a match, maybe type in the chat, can't talk. I am in comms. I can hear you, you know, and that'll soften up the, the toxic nature of cer- certain people. Like right. if I see that in chat, I'm not going to be mad. You're not talking. Cause you're clearly letting everyone know you're engaged. You're listening. You're not just off in your own world. Um, that'll go a long way. Right. I, th- I think. Right. And fish Strangler says like, you know, uh, just, you know, in the matches button, discord, just six stack, uh, with your phone on discord, which is if, if the problem is that you don't have a headset, if you get in with a six stack or a few players, you can just talk on your phone, use discord on your phone to communicate. But I don't think that's the problem here, Fish Strangler. I think maybe, I don't know, um, he might live in a place where he can't be that loud at night or something like that. For whatever reason, he can't yeah, talk. I, 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 I kind of read it as there's extenuating circumstances where talking on a mic is not cap- is not possible. Right, exactly. So I, th- I think that's the issue here. But um, yeah, actually, I did see you come into the Discord. I can't remember if I said hello or not. I did see it. Like, I was out when you when you came in, but... Uh, welcome to the Discord. I did see that you popped in there. But like I said, if you want to p- join up and play some games, please feel free to do so. Like uh, you know, we 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 I don't think you're gonna have any problems with any of the people that we play with on a regular, um, on a, on a regular basis. So yeah, definitely join us, and you know, maybe we can help you. Uh, you know, gain some SR. You know, <laughs> so. But thanks for writing in. Really do appreciate that. And you know for you and anybody else that has any comments questions please feel free to to you know reach out to us and we're going to get into our uh you know into our post show notes in in a little bit to give you that contact uh, contact information all right so uh with that we're going to start shutting down here community involved we i think there was a, there should have been an Xbox game night on friday i was not able to join because i still don't have my tv set up right now actually my tv is sitting right here it's actually right here folks and i I just want to take a moment and complain about the state of 32 inch televisions you want to hear about this real quick you already listened to this 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 uh this this long into the show i can understand if you stop listening to the podcast right now i was extremely disappointed that they don't make high quality 32 inch televisions anymore they don't they they just don't. You can get a high quality thirty two inch monitor if you wanted yeah. to, but not a high quality thirty two inch television. Dude, I was like, when I picked that thing up, I was like, dude, all these TVs here, I could just break with not even on my knee. I could just crack them in half if I wanted to. Like these things are trash. The last thirty two inch television I bought was ten years ago, and it was like an eight hundred dollar thirty two inch. It was a very nice TV. That's why I lasted for ten years, and I was sad to see it go. 
And I'm just like, I have like no motivation to put this thing together. Did your PS4, <laughs> your PS4 fried it? Um, no, no, it was actually just a, the, uh, I had a really bad power surge a couple months ago, if you remember. Yeah, Actually, yeah, I had to replace right. my TV, and I think yeah. that probably affected it. Because I was wondering, how did my TV survive that? Because I, I thought my TV was plugged into the surge protector. Turns out it wasn't. At some point, my TV got plugged into the wall. I'm like, how is my TV still surviving? It held on for a few more months, and now it's gone. She's gone. So, But I was, I was just disappointed with the state of 32 inch TVs. But that rant's over. But yeah, so back to what I was actually talking about. I had, I don't have any of my consoles set up right now. I'm going to get them set up this week, uh, and hopefully I'll be available for the next game night. Uh, there, I haven't heard anything about a new PS4 game night, but um, I'm pretty sure those guys are working on one. Uh, like I mentioned before, we did put you know rank roles in Discord, and there are commands for you to be able to hop into rank roles. And Discord, so that if you're a silver player, you can put yourself in that group, or if you're a gold player, or even if you have an account that can help with those roles or those ranks, you can jump into those ranks, and then people can kind of call for, uh, you know, call for help when they need it. And I am working on other things to kind of make that process a bit smoother. It's just, it's, it's just taking time. Like you know, not to mention, there's a lot of stuff going on. If you're on stream right now, I just moved. I don't even have a TV right now. There's a lot of stuff happening right now, so I'm trying to get uh, all that together. Um, but yeah, we are like I said, we were definitely looking for low rank players because I see that bell go off all the time for like you know help with silver and bronze and even gold. So if you are a lower rank player, you don't have to help somebody come. If you're looking for somebody looking to group up with other bronzes because in the group you have a better chance of climbing than not especially at that rank um we are looking for lower rank players to join the discord and to you know group up with our other lower rank players so that you guys can have a good time and go from bronze to silver to gold to platinum to diamond or master and grandmaster you know what how however far it takes you We're just you know trying to have, make uh, help people have a good time so um but yeah we did get some additional news from Refused Arch from the Watchers uh, that they are organizing a tournament coming up early in January. Actually, I'll just read the post here. Calling all teams, the Watchers community will be hosting a double elimination bracket tournament from January 6th to the 31st in 2019. Overwatch Watchers Brawl. Exact dates are to be determined, but will be in the time frame as for a time frame of 8 p.m. EST. We are looking for any and all teams who wish to participate. Seeding for the bracket will be based on average team SR. The team with the highest SR will be ranked number one, second highest two, and so on until all teams are ranked. There's links for signups and uh, rules and regulations. This competition is neither officially supported nor endorsed by Blizzard xd if you have any questions or uh, if questions or concerns please dm me directly so what i'm going to do in the show notes is i will put the link for sign up and rules and regulations uh, you can also hop on discord this post was in the ow community content channel and check it out there might be a good time to organize a team see how uh, how far you can get in this tournament so i i would check it out other than that, though, always talk about prepared to attack. If you're looking for a way to, you know, maybe uh, you're looking to get into a new character, you're looking for like a bit of a primer on that character, check out prepared to attack. It's actually more than a primer. They're actually pretty good. And I don't say it just because I produce them. Uh, every prepared to attack that I've hosted, I've learned a lot from the coaches that we've you know brought onto the show. And um, 
we're looking to expand that program. That program is not going away. It's going to be expanded, and I have some pretty hopefully big plans in 2019 prepared to attack. So uh, definitely check out Prepare to Attack if you are uh, looking to get on, uh, you know, d- uh, learn about new characters, except Brig, because our Brig Prepare to Attack is completely useless now. So, <laughs> all right. What else uh, is new? We have to re-record an episode because yeah. they reworked a character. Yeah, exactly. Um, we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We try to, at least we start late this week. So, uh, you know, if you are around and you want to catch us live, you want to see what this face looks like, the face behind the voice, come check us out, all right? Uh, and that's at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. We want to hear about your Overwatch stories. Like I said, you know, whether it's funny, sad, you got questions, whatever, send them to us and we'll talk about it. So we're going to get to our contact in a little bit here. And uh, we have the PS4 Community Xbox One Club, which, you know, if you're looking to, uh, if you're, you know, looking to you know, join some of our game nights on PS4 or Xbox, you want to join those communities. So it's on, on both PS4 and Xbox, the club and community are called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Just join that up. And, you know, the guys who uh, usually moderate that, our community leaders there will, will, you know, usually keep you guys abreast of what's happening. All right. And also, like I mentioned before, Discord, discord.me slash mash those buttons. We definitely want you there. You know, please, uh, you know, please join us so we can get some games in together. And, you know, you can climb, you can meet some great people to play with. You know, we go from there. I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. If you're on Facebook, it's a great Facebook group to engage with. Uh, they have a lot of players there. If you want to, uh, you know, find more people to group up with or you want to keep up with Overwatch news or memes or stuff like that, like all. For example, like all the the new skins and stuff like that that come out, I don't even bother watching the Overwatch Twitter for it because I know it's going to show up in my Facebook feed because of the Heroes of Overwatch channel so or group. So I definitely recommend it. Thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on Twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio like I mentioned earlier. Ben, you want to give them your social media info? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at the Dudabides underscore B. Um, you can find me on Discord as well. Um, shoot me a message you want to get some games and i'd be more than happy to play with whoever right and you can catch me on twitter at church of jaw uh twitter.com slash church of jaw and you can find me streaming here sometimes on twitter.com slash twitch.tv slash match those buttons um right now we do additional streams for overwatch on thursday that's our comp night that we do so we usually try to play comp on thursday nights on stream um i'm probably actually gonna reduce like the extra streams that i do sometimes because there are some projects regarding like prepare to attack and i've kind of explained before what we're looking to do with prepare to attack but they really require a lot of focus and so i probably i was doing some extra streams on like sundays and mondays i think i'm gonna just take that time and focus on coding uh so because i think prepare the the prepare to attack website is desperately needed so um we're gonna be work. i'm gonna be working on that uh, uh more so but like i said over we do our watch radio on tuesdays and we do the comp nights on thursdays plus you know, we have the uh, the WoW Talk stream and the Torn and Goblin stream that happens as well. So definitely check out twitch.tv slash match those buttons. Uh, our contact info, you can email us at WPR at com, or you can reach out via Twitter. You can reach out via Discord. Uh, those are probably the best ways to, to reach us. And if you want to help the show out, the best way to do shows is share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash watchpointradio. You can also purchase merch at teespring.com 
slash store slash matchless buttons. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber. That helps us out greatly. So thank you, everybody who's a Patreon, who has bought from the store, who has become a Twitch subscriber. We really do appreciate that. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done. Thank you guys very much for listening. And we'll catch you next week, hopefully, with Kinder. Catch him on uh, Smash on the Switch. He'll be playing yeah. a lot this week, I have a feeling. Yeah. Later, guys. Later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.